Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host, and the show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk. And they can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. Uh, For those listeners who are in SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming five-day caregiver distress recovery challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, a word I've trademarked, teaching self-care, self-kindness, and self-compassion strategies that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. And family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basics. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences. And as many of you may have heard me say, I am proud and honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. I'm hoping to have an audio version of the book in the near future. So I appreciate your support and hope you'll help spread the word on this all important topic. Seniors Straight Talk is very proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates, and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Seniors Straight Talk and Pass It On Network continues bringing informative conversations for the senior years of our lives to our listeners. I'm glad to welcome Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, as a sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And I'm very grateful to Olive President Rubina Chaudhry and the entire team at Olive for their continued support. And before we begin, I always have to thank Peter DeGear of DeGear Therapy Services, who is a colleague and consultant that, well, we've been in touch and and having a collegial relationship for about 20 years. Uh, And Peter DeGear and DeGear Therapy Services specialize in rehabilitation in nursing homes. And now for today's guest, I am so proud to introduce Peter Vexelman to the listeners of Seniors Straight Talk. Peter is the CEO of PartnerDriven.com. He is truly a real estate legend and a speaker and philanthropic family man. 
He's also a nationally recognized real estate investing authority and the creator of the heart-centered wealth-building partner-driven coaching program. Peter has handled over 3,400 house transactions totaling $376 million in real estate deals, and he knows what it takes to move property. Now he's teaching other people how to do the same, spending his own money to help them. His unique real estate model provides United States residents who are the new partners the key pillars to closing real estate deals. Peter's expert strategies provide the skills, knowledge, wisdom, experience, and hand-holding that investors love, whether they are the beginner or the well-experienced. Peter and his team coach their partners, provide leads, and finances 100% of all the capital needed to close on the deals. And then, I mean, what gets better than this? They split the profits 50-50. I don't think you can get better than that. So Peter is here today to help older adults and their families understand the possibilities that are available to them in the real estate market. Many families are considering selling their family homes to help fund or offset caregiving or medical costs, or they need to liquidate assets for an estate or in need of additional income as they take on caregiving responsibilities. And in addition, many adults are seeking business opportunities following retirement or they have a need to enhance their own fixed incomes. So Peter, I'm thrilled you agreed to join us today to help us understand the possibilities in each of these areas. Yeah, great to be here, fellas. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. So, you know, many, I was thinking, many families struggle at the point when it's time to consider selling the family home. Sometimes it's hard for the adult children to start the conversation. Then at other times, it might be the older adult parent who wants to sell the home and the adult child who's reluctant because of the memories the home represents. So the emotional issues I'm thinking are probably intertwined with not knowing where or how to start. And so then they don't. So how would you begin to advise people? It seems like your system takes the worry out of the process and can be a tremendous help to families. Well, you know, beside all that, you know, if you think about it, people's houses are really the sometimes majority of the times the biggest asset that they have. And it's not something, you know, where you go to, you know, grocery store, maybe the furniture store, maybe even the automobile uh, dealership where you've done it a bunch of times. Many times the transactions when it comes to buying and selling houses is a once in a lifetime, maybe twice in a lifetime occurrence. So, you know, you couple that with potentially older individual, you couple that obviously with that also comes potentially uh, maybe a sickness going on. Uh, couple that with the fact that you may have never done it before, not really understanding how to even value an asset like this not understanding who the buyer may be, you know, really, they don't educate people how to go about buying and selling real estate. It's not something we'll learn in college. It's not something we'll learn in high school. And again, so you, you kind of, it's trial by fire. Um, and you, and you couple that exactly with an, with an emotional event, like right. you know, you create some kind of liquidity for an elderly couple, you know, you, you, you have memories in there. Um, so the big picture, the big picture answer is this. There's always a couple different options involved when selling that property. Okay. The first thing you got to figure out is you got to figure out why you want to even sell it. 
you know, mm-hmm. just to say somebody is older, so we have to sell their house. Well, that may be the right idea. That might not be the wrong idea. Right. You know, a lot of times people literally refinance, like we put reverse mortgages on their homes when they get elderly. So you really have to understand what exactly, what exactly is, um, uh, is the objective of the transaction. The second thing you have to understand is, will selling this asset accomplish it? For instance, this is a situation we run into. People think, okay, well, so uh, my, you know, my, my, um, uh, uh, you know, my house needs to be sold. You know, it's worth a hundred thousand um, dollars, and you know, we we need a hundred thousand dollars, right? What they don't realize is behind that house could be a mortgage. So you're selling a $100,000 asset that has a $90,000 mortgage on it. I could tell you, you're not walking away with a penny out of that. That's true. <laughs> it, well, you know, uh, there could be other encumbrances. Like, for instance, we've bought plenty of properties that come with potential tax liens, potential fines, and all this. So um, you have to really, really, really get a handle um, on what the objective is. Can the objective be met by selling this asset, you have to then understand how to value this asset. Because here, here's what a lot of people don't, what a lot of people like to think, but the reality uh, is, uh, uh, is, is not the same. Um, uh, what's, it, what's it worth? You got to be able to, you know, value it. You got to be able to determine, um, can you even sell it in as this condition? You know, people right. many times think, you know, okay, well, so I got a house, it's worth $100,000, so I'm going to sell it for $100,000. Well, what, what, what they don't understand about real estate many times, uh, um, it's 100000 minus whatever it needs to repair. So, right. if it needs $20,000 of the work, it's not a $100,000 asset. It's only an $80,000, uh, you know, asset. The other thing to consider is the timeliness of this transaction. For instance, and this is where individuals like me step in, sometimes times of time is of the essence. Right. You know, again, especially if you have parents involved, in case, in case you have unexpected medical uh, conditions that come up. So many times time becomes uh, of essence. Well, if time is of essence, then you really need to deal with someone like myself, an investor, because we're able to move at lightning speed. We're able to do things without any kind of condi- con- contingencies, meaning, well, we don't care if it needs 50000 worth of work. We don't need if it needs no, you know. So there's a lot of things that we as investors bring to the table. Hmm. Uh, on the other hand, if time is not of the essence, then going down the route that we offer may not be the right, uh, uh, because what we get in return is we get discounts, okay? Right. You know, right. We can move quickly. We don't care if it needs work. We don't care where it's located. We don't care where, if it's in a good school system or a bad school system. We don't care what color it is, but we do need a good deal, okay? On the other hand, let's say you have the same house and you don't care. You could sit on that for the next six to seven months. Right. Uh, you, you, let's say you can spend the 10000 to 20000 that's needed to bring into good shape. Um, and and, and that, in that case, in that case, uh, it does not make sense to go down the investor route. It makes sense to go down just a general real estate agent route where so, you could get a lot more for it. Right. So, um, you know, as, as you're speaking, I'm thinking 
in what I do, I, I work with families as a family, family care planning strategist and family care um, mediator care planning mediator, you know, when families have to make those decisions. And there are all kinds of um, dynamics that come into play and history and all of that kind of thing. And so I tell people that they should plan by choice, not by crisis, because very often they wait and then something happens and then the person needs some kind of care situation and they're looking around trying to find a place where the person needs to move to to get that care, and that's not the time to make the decision. So I'm sure many of the listeners probably have heard this, that, um, and, and this is a probably a sensitive topic, but I'm wondering if this is where you come in as an investor, is that, um, you know, if, if there are states where you need to spend, well, for Medicaid uh, reimbursement, you need to spend down your assets, right? So one of those assets is a home. So Sorry. some people just transfer the home, or though Medicaid looks back at these things, you know, they 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 really are very, you know, they look at it with a fine tooth comb, tooth comb because they know what people do. And different states have different yeah. rules about the number of years. So in that situation, would would your company be the right route to go in that situation? Um, being that, I mean, it might be an immediate situation. Maybe they have. Uh, a parent or loved one uh, that's been diagnosed, let's say, with some kind of cognitive loss or some situation, and they don't know how how quick that decline will happen. Um, mm-hmm. That might be a time to seek out a company like yours to help with that transaction. Yeah, the, 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 this is the best way to look at working with someone like myself as an investor. Exactly what you just said. Number one is time of the essence. Does this something that needs to be handled, you know, over the next couple of weeks as opposed to the next several months? Number two, does the asset, this number two is probably the biggest one where people get hung up on. Does the asset, does the property need work? Okay. Um, because remember, a, a house where a parent lives, that parent may have lived there for 20, 30, 50 years. Right. And I could tell you, they may have kept that up beautifully from the inside out, but there's a lot of things that go wrong behind walls, behind ceilings, <laughs> and a house that's been sitting, even lived in for 30 or 40 years, but not really maintained at the tip top shape, you could easily spend tens and tens of thousands of dollars having to bring that up. A lot of people just don't have that kind of money to right. put into, 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 that's, by the way, that's why they're selling because they need to liquidate, right? They're not selling because they have all this extra cash laying around. So time is of the essence. Um, does the property need work? Um, a lot of times where people utilize an investor buyer as opposed to going the realtor is the location of it. Because let's face it, again, you know, our parents have lived in houses for a long time and when they bought it, it could have been class A neighborhood. But over a period of time, that class A neighborhood becomes, you know, CD type of neighborhood. They just love the house, but maybe uh, the neighborhood itself changes. Well, again, that's where someone like an investor comes in because we literally buy in the from the nicest to the, to the roughest um, types of uh, 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 areas. Another thing to consider is the price point. You know, it is very common that in certain cities, by the way, Atlanta is potentially one of them, where there's certain price of homes that move really well, and there's certain types of homes that just don't. 
And, and a lot of times there, that's, you know, there's a pricing range, you know, like in this area, things sell for 200,000. All of a sudden your parents are sitting in a $400,000 home and it's just, you know, you're not going to be able to finance a home like that. So, you know, the, some of these outliers out of the box situations, that's where someone like myself, an investor that buys as is, where is time of the essence, you know, we don't care the location. We don't care any of that. That's where we come in really. Hmm. So how, um, so if somebody, and, and I'll ask you this when, when, you know, when we finish as well. So uh, first I want you to give people what, you know, how they could look up and find information about you and, and your program. And then, um, you know, I, I just want to go through a little bit more when you say, so an investor doesn't care about that. I have a question that why does an investor not care about that? Because doesn't the investor, when they sell the house, want to get their, the value, some value for the money they invested? The reason an investor like myself does not care about those things is we're able to do many times what that person living inside the house can't. Meaning, we can put $50,000 into that home and, and upgrade it and bring uh-huh. it up to the value. You know, uh, we can sit on that property for eight to 10 to 12 months because time is not as much of an essence to us, you know, because some things just take longer to sell. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a house, a car or what. So the kind of things that, that, a, that a typical seller cannot do, you know, no, I'm sorry, not a typical, but the kind of the kind of things that certain types of sellers cannot do, we're able to do. We're able to spend whatever is needed to fix the property. You know, we're able to spend whatever is needed to. Sometimes, sometimes reconfiguration needs to be done. I mean, literally, sometimes for that property to be worth what it's supposed to be worth, you got to add an extra bedroom to it, an extra bathroom to it. Mm. You know, let's face it, an average seller of a house, they have no idea how to do that. And guess where people lose almost all their money when it comes to real estate? I'm trying to do that right? And being taken advantage of by the local contractors, unfortunately, and being taken advantage of by the, the local rehabber who understands they're not dealing with a savvy individual, but they're dealing with somebody who doesn't know how to, you know, like you think about this, you know, a, an average family has to sell this asset. All of a sudden, they get back from real estate agent, well, we could sell it, but really to get what you want, you need to add an extra bedroom to it. Okay, so what do you do? You call somebody that you probably don't know, Right. Maybe you find a card in Home Depot, uh, some kind of a contractor, and he comes in. And remember, you're dealing with a professional, and he looks at you, and he knows you're a novice, right? And all of a sudden, <laughs> he goes in there. He's like, okay, well, yeah, we could do an extra bedroom. No problem. You know, that'll be 70000 or 50000 How in the world would an average individual even have an idea if it's a good price, a bad price, something they need to, you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of outlying things that need to take place many times when selling houses that people literally don't think about and when they're forced to think about them they have no idea how to tackle. So so bottom line is why we buy because we're we are able to handle those things. We are able to handle construction. We are able to handle, you know, sitting in a market an extra year sometimes. I mean, I've sat on properties sometimes well over a year. An average seller who's in the situation that you're talking about, it's just not going to happen in their world. So it's interesting that you just said that about contractors. And I'm smiling as as um, I was listening to you and as I'm saying this, because many years ago, my first home, um, it was 
it was in a district that was going to be um, designated historic. And I had an attic that I wanted to redo. And there was a guy in the neighborhood who was a contractor. <laughs> and so he came and he told me a price and told me, if, you know, his, his plan, right? And um, I didn't know anything about that. This is a number of years ago. Um, let's see, I'm just trying to think. Maybe it's 30 some odd years ago, right? And so um, I didn't, you know, I didn't um, know. So I said, okay, right? And uh, sure enough, um, it didn't look like it was really going to get done or that it was going very well. And so um, I did learn a lot in the process because I took over like the position of contractor and I had to do everything. Um, but of course, that was like 30 some odd years ago. I, I probably couldn't do that now. I mean, like really literally everything, ordering windows and sheetrock and picking it up. Um, obviously, you know, when, when you're at a different age and a different stage, it's a little easier to do than 30 years down the road. I'm, I'm trying to use my words very carefully right. here. I get it. I right. get it. But um, it's just what you say. I didn't know. And I, at the time I was, you know, my husband at the time, he certainly didn't know either. So we went with what seemed like the, um, the most reasonable. And in the end, it turns out not to go so well. So it's just what you said. You, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, I've been at this thing for over two decades of now, you know, bought thousands of real estate deals. But do you know, literally when I got started, this business literally made me homeless. I lost everything. And oh, how wow. I, but how I did it is exactly that. On my first six projects, I got taken by contractors. Every which way you could be taken. I lost everything I had. Then I borrowed some money and lost that also. And, and, and think about this. Like, just think about the homes you've lived in most of your life, right? Chances are, if you're going to sell, you're going to do something to it. Right. And right, if it's just changing the carpet, most people can do that. But the reality is, the reality of the situation is, uh, most a lot of times, it's a lot more work than that. And now you couple that with an elderly parent, potentially a sick parent. You know, here's the other thing people don't think about. So let's say when it comes to construction, certain things need to be done, right? Do you know that there are certain things that need to be done under con when you're having construction? You don't want your elderly person living in that house at that point. I mean, you know, when they start tearing things out and gutting things down, that's the last thing you want your mom and your dad in their 80s inhaling, right? right. So now you got another situation. Okay, so this is going to be rehab for the next month and a half or two months. Now we got to move out, right? So it's like one after the other after other. So that's why a lot of times when people really realize people like me exist, who buy as is, where is, um, it just, you potentially sacrifice some money. By the way, I say potentially because not always, but you potentially sacrifice some money because obviously we need a deal. Right. But, but the heartache, the the time, the uh, aggravation, I'm sure you remember 30 some years later, just the aggravation <laughs> you have to go through just to, you know, you have to learn it as you go. And right. uh, the aggravation that you save many times is well worth, well worth the kind of discount that you have to give up. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to take a short break on Senior Straight Talk and we'll come back with Peter Vexelman and have this phenomenal conversation about real estate and what we have to deal with in um, selling our homes as we get older and also maybe some of the benefits that can be um, 
that can be available to people working with a company like yours. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. All of Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Peter Vexelman. We're talking real estate and opportunities and, uh, you know, the situations that people encounter as they have, as they become older and have to sell their homes or uh, adult children who are considering selling their parents' homes or they see the need because they have to move into other living environments. I just want to touch on one thing before we went to break, which is that working with an investor like you, people may have to give up some of the um, some of the cost of what they think they would be able to get for their home if they sold it, sold it in a more traditional fashion. Can you just touch on that a little bit? Well, again, remember, the whole premise of being a real estate investor is where we, we need to make money on the deal. It's no different than if you're walking into a car dealership with an old car that you want to trade in or maybe, you know, just give up for good. That dealership needs to be able to make money on it somehow. Okay. And, um, and so that we, what we're looking for, we're looking for deals. Okay. We're literally looking for something where we can't make money. But here's where a lot of people misconstrued this whole thing. They literally think, well, I don't want to go the investor route because, well, even Pete, the investor said they're looking for deals. But remember, we most of the time create them by putting a lot of money into these. So it's not that we're looking as is, it actually may be worth exactly what we're paying for. You know, in the condition it is today, we in whatever, let's say it's worth $100,000 in an as is condition. Many times we will actually pay exactly what it's worth now. Where our money comes in is above and beyond that. Right. You know, fix the existing problems, whatever they may be, and then we'll actually add value by doing what I said most invest, uh, consumers cannot do. Maybe put an extra bedroom in there. Maybe put an extra bathroom in there. Maybe put an extra thousand square feet in there. So we create our opportunities. You know, we create the upside. So at face value, potentially that seller 
will even have to give up some money potentially, but that's not, that's not always true. That's right. not always true. Um, but in the end, in the end, when people really average everything out, when all everything is said and done, the hit memory, if you go down the regular route, guess what else you're going to be losing? Probably mortgage payments every month, right? So each month you're probably going in a hole an extra thousand or two thousand. Right. Guess what? If you go down the selling it with a realtor, try to get the full value. Guess what else you're missing? A realtor commission that you'd have to pay with us, right? right. You're going to be giving up six percent to on that sale. So when you account holding costs, when you account realtor commissions, by the way, when you account higher closing costs, also. With us, the closing costs are non-existent. You go down the traditional way of selling it through a realtor, the closing costs could be literally, you know, two, three, four percent of the whole sales price that you're going to be giving up. Um, obviously, the, not to mention the headaches involved with having to straighten things up, the headaches involved with having 20 people march through your house. You know, guess what happens when somebody wants to see your house? Well, you better get my, grandma and grandpa out of there because that, that, that's a no-go. You don't, you, you don't, you can't have that. You can, but you really shouldn't. So a lot of things, when you account for everything, when you really truly account, you know, for everything, you're going to realize very, very quickly that many times, many times going down the investor side is actually more favorable than going down the traditional, let's get it all pretty, let's get it all fixed, and let's try to get the top dollar for it. Right. So, um, something I was thinking about uh, as we, I was preparing for, for uh, having this conversation with you on Senior Straight Talk was there, there are a lot of people post-retirement who might be looking for um, having kind of an entrepreneurial pursuit post-retirement, like some other business opportunity, or people who have to really add uh, you know, additional funds to their income, maybe they're on a fixed income. Um, I, I'm thinking that this could be, this could be a, a tremendous opportunity for those people, correct? Well, let's face it, real estate, no matter what stage of your life you're in, is an incredible, what I call side hustle opportunity at any stage of your life, right? Um, because one of the cool things about real estate is it's flexible, Whereas a lot of things you get into are not flexible. They're not flexible in terms of time. Like, hey, if you're going to do this, you better, you know, you're going to have to give it 48 hours a week. Real estate is flexible in terms of time. For real estate, it's flexible in terms of location. There are certain things people get into in retirement and they realize, uh-oh, I can't do this here. You know, I got to move somewhere else. Real estate is, has no geographical boundaries on it. Um, a really cool thing, especially working with someone like myself, if somebody wants to do this on a part-time basis, um, it's very flexible in terms of how much money someone has or doesn't have. Because one mm. of the things I do for the people I partner with is I give them all the money to, to do transactions. Whereas, you know, you want to, you know, you want to go in a, on the side and buy McDonald's, you would have a couple million bucks laying around. You know? <laughs> doing real estate and doing it with me eliminate, eliminates all those traditional barriers to entry. Uh, matter of fact, I was just thinking, you know, we just had this great, incredible story. We just had an, an, a, a, a couple, it was a couple, they were nearing retirement. As a matter of fact, when they joined us uh, a couple months ago, uh, our partnership program, they were 10 days away from retiring. And so they started uh, being our partners, my partners. In 10 days, Ed had his uh, see you later kind of a deal or he had officially retired. 
Um, by the way, he was a retirement age, but he did not want to retire. It was one of those four situations. Um, so Ed, you know, said goodbye to his company. And then within two, two weeks afterwards, um, we made almost $40,000 in a deal. And I tell you what, and Ed, and if Ed was sitting here, he'd tell you, um, he never made that kind of money doing what he was doing. And especially not in that kind of short period of time. Right. So yeah, absolutely. The op, the, 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 for people that are looking to get into, and this is what I always tell people. I say, well, like, who is this for? Well, he, here's who this is for. Number one, if you want to be one of my partners, you got to be coachable, okay? Because, you know, most people that start with us, they don't know what real estate is or not to the level they really need you to be, become profitable in it. Um, you got to want to, what I tell people, you got to want to level up in life, meaning, you know, here's where I'm now, here's where I am now financially, here's where I am now lifestyle, but I want to get at a higher level. So you got to have that uh, 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 in you. Um, and, uh, you should probably want to do it through the real estate business. You know, you should have at least a concept of what real estate investing is, and that should be exciting to you, or that's something that you want to do. But yeah, yeah, we have, uh, you know, I have partners all the way from, you know, in their twenties, all the way up, you know, into the sixties and seventies. So, uh, is there any, well, you kind of alluded to this in the first half, that it doesn't matter, you know, where these houses are. So I'm assuming there for that it doesn't matter where a person is, that you they'd be able to work with you or you with them no matter where they live. Yeah, I think at this point I have partners literally in every single state, including Hawaii and Alaska. Um, and um, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. It, you it, buy it, igloos in Alaska? No, that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Hey, but, but here's the real answer. If the price is right, yes. <laughs> In real estate, it's it's not uh, igloo or house driven. It's numbers driven. Right, right, right. <laughs> that wasn't. That was. I was just trying to be funny there. Yeah, no, I know. But yeah, yeah. So, so geography is no issue to us. We, you know, uh, we've been at this thing for uh, a couple decades now, so we have the ability to support partners. Uh, not only in any geography, but also at any level. And what I mean by that is, let's face it, there's people that get into real estate because they want to make, you know, a million dollars a year. But there's also people who get in real estate that if they make an extra $20,000 a year, that's the difference between, you know, going on vacation or not going on vacation, you know, paying for this or having to cancel this. So the great thing about this business is that it serves not only any geography level, but it serves any kind of you know, what's my goal level? What's like, what, what's the financial uh, back end that I want out of this? Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that's really terrific because a person can, even if they have a concept of where they are or what they're looking for, once they get into it, they may really want to grow with that, uh, with that idea. And once they see the potential and the possibilities, I'm assuming that people can do deals as often as they find deals for you. Uh, is that correct? And the great thing is exactly what you just said happens with almost everybody. Everybody gets in for reason A, and before you know it, it's 10A, you know, and 20A. Because I will tell you, real estate is a pretty, pretty, pretty cool business to be in. Because you literally do, you control it. You control it from a standpoint of how much time you put into it, how much effort you put into it, what the output is going to be. And so, yes, exactly what you say happens to most of the people that join our partnership program. You know, as we were, um, as we were talking, I was thinking of a uh, slogan from many, many years ago. I guess I'm dating myself, but that's no secret anyway. Um, 
And and your program kind of re- reminds me of that. I, I hope you don't mind the reference, but it reminds me of like a, a commercial years ago that said, leave the driving to us. And it sounds to me like it's very much that, like all of the headaches, all of the things that you'd have to deal with or cope with, um, your company kind of takes control of that and takes that out of the equation for the person and makes it like smooth sailing. You know, in essence, um, there's a couple, well, there's, there's several things that prevent people from being successful in real estate investing. You know, I always tell people, if you take a cross the board survey of people, right, just across the board in the United States, um, and you ask them, you know, would you like to have a second income? Would you like to make more money? You know, would you like to have a better lifestyle? Of, of course, the majority would say yes. And then if you ask them, well, how would you like to do it if what you're doing is not working? Usually they bring up one of two things, stocks or investing. I mean, that's you. That is the top two answers they're given. Now, I don't know much about stocks, but I could tell you, Phyllis, across the board, there's a couple things that prevent people from doing it in the real estate investing business. And, and this is a perfect analogy of leaving the driving to us. Number one, they don't know what they're doing. They just don't know. I mean, when was the last time somebody taught you real estate? They, they don't teach it in school, you know, unless you grew up in a real estate family. But even if you do, it doesn't mean you're going to understand it. So knowledge is going to knock you out in this business. Because although it's got a huge upside, everybody knows it's got a pretty darn big downside. And you yeah. learn that just trying to do your own little, you know, fix-ups, how you could sneeze the wrong way and lose a thousand dollars, right? So, you need knowledge. That's going to knock you out. We provide knowledge to every single one of our partners. I mean, we, they have the ability to get coached by us if they went to on a daily, literally daily basis. The second thing that's going to knock a person out is finding the right deal, right? Because they're not just... Deals aren't just out there hanging, you know, you know, you and I talk about it and it seems like, oh yeah, there's got to be a lot of opportunity, maybe just approach seniors. No, it's not that easy. So it is, as a matter of fact, I will tell you, it is very difficult to find right deals. It is so difficult that how we knock that pillar out is we actually generate leads for all of our partners. So it doesn't matter if you're in Wyoming, Idaho, or Georgia, or Florida, our company is actually going to spend money where the local partner is and they're going to generate opportunities for them because we know how to do it and we have the technology and the wherewithal to do it. The next thing that's going to knock most people out of real estate investing right now is technology, believe it or not. I know technology is not really many times associated with real estate investing, but I could tell you right now, if you do not have the right technology, you're not only at a, you're not only going to be at a disadvantage, you could be potentially almost in a position where you can't do this business. That's how much technology has integrated itself in real estate investing. We've dumbed it down to the level where I can understand it. And my understanding of technology is turning on computer, turning off, and anything beyond that, I'm lost. And even I'm able to use our technology, but technology is very important. So we provide that to our partners. The next thing that people don't even think about when it comes to real estate investing, but that is very important is the back office. You know, nobody says, oh, let me go get it. Let me do, let me do some investing, make, make a bunch of money. But what they don't realize is there is a lot of back office stuff that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Paperwork, closings, files, title work, buyers. I mean, you name it. Well, I have a back office that's been put together over two decades. So my office literally becomes the back office for my partners. Mm-hmm. The next, and this is the obvious thing that prevents most people from getting, even getting into investing is capital, right? Right. Real estate is not one of those businesses where you're like, well, let's see, I'm the most broke I've ever been. So let me get into real estate investing. <laughs> That's like not the 
first thing that comes to people's mind, and they're right, because there is capital requirements when it comes to real estate investing. We eliminate that pillar because I give my partners all the money they need to do deals. So, so they don't have to even spend a dollar out of pocket on deals, right? Um, the other thing, this is something that nobody thinks about, but you find out very quickly is there's liability involved in real estate, right? right. There's contracts, there's, there's contractors, you know, there's paperwork. So there's a lot of liability that comes with this business. And so what happens is I literally assume all the liability for my partners. So if something goes wrong and, you know, Phyllis, you know, things always go wrong, no matter how mature a business owner you are. I literally assume all the liability. So if something goes sideways, a deal goes sideways, my partners don't have to divvy up, then credit's not touched, you know, that's all on me. Um, obviously, the next piece, you and I already talked about this, is construction. I right. mean, if a property needs work, what, there's no better way to lose money. Like, if you ever want to lose money, just start a contractor, you know, hire a contractor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either give it to the Red Cross or hire a contractor, and you're going to, boom, it's going to disappear. Right. And so, our company steps in at that point also and, and helps with that. Um, and then we basically put the properties in the market, sell them and split the profits down the middle of 50, 50, but all this to say, you know, when you say, you know, we do the driving for you. Yeah, we literally do. I call it plug and play for mm -hmm. our investors. It is literally a plug and play model. They step in, they get coached, they get leads generated for them, back offices provided for them, all the money they need is provided for them. And then, you know, once the property sell, they get half the profit. I mean, what? So, I, I guess, and, and you kind of touched on this earlier, the benefit for the company is that person is in that community or in that environment. So, they're really, like you said earlier, you know, boots on the ground. They're really right there. Um, so, it's, they have the personal interaction with the buyer or with that house or with that situation, which makes it more palatable for you. It's a win-win model. Obviously, at this point, hopefully, you know, you understand the value to the local partner. But the value back to me is, you're right, this is how I do my deals. And in order to execute a deal, you still need, it's real estate anyway, you look at it as a local business. So, if I'm sitting here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I find a deal in randomly in Wyoming, if I'm going to try to execute that deal myself, I probably will be maybe okay because I have two decades of business behind me. But chances are even I won't be able to execute it the right way. But when I have a partner in Wyoming and we find that deal, uh, my, my expertise coupled with that local partner's ability to do some boots on the ground running around locally, that's an unstoppable combination. That's literally huh. an unstoppable combination. Well, it's, it certainly sounds that way. So how would people find out about your program, find out about you? How would they... Uh, not only find out about it, but if they wanted to get involved with it, how would they, uh, how would they do that? Well, if somebody, if, if somebody's like, wow, this sounds great and I want to check it out more and I want to have an, an, an experience checking it out, they just go straight to our website, www.partnerdriven.com, partnerdriven.com. So, if somebody wants to, you know, go through a process of what it means to be our partner, make sure it's a good fit for them, just go to our website, www.partnerdriven.com. If somebody just wants to learn a little bit about me, I always tell people the best way to do that is how we do how we do anything any longer is through social media. So if somebody wants to kind of get more comfortable with me and kind of my 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 uh, flagship there happens to be Instagram. So if somebody wants to go to Instagram, put my name in Peter Vexelman, they'll see me and um, 
And there they can, you know, get a better feel of who I am, what I do and how I do it. You know, I'm pretty active on it through. So they're ready to rock and roll, get deals going, make some money, partnerdriven.com. If they want to just learn a little bit more about me personally, go to Instagram uh, and just put my name in Peter Bexelman. And that's the best way to do that. Well, I mean, I just, listen, I'm thinking maybe this is something I should do. So this, this is, this has really been fantastic. I, uh, without going into details, I had a uh, an experience with real estate recently. Um, it wasn't in um, homes. Um, it was it was a different kind of deal, a different kind of experience. I'll tell you about that another time. But because of that, I started thinking real estate, which I hadn't been thinking prior to that. So. It just goes to show things come together sometimes at the best possible time. So this sounds, uh, it really sounds fantastic. It almost sounds too good to be true, but, but, um, but obviously you've created a, a winning combination for you and for the person. I love the fact that you use the word partner, that you are partners in this transaction. That's really a beautiful thing. And it's a, a beautiful thing for the people who are your partners to have that sense and have that confidence and have that feeling that they're working with somebody. It's not just somebody, go do this, go do that, and um, that you're really working with someone. I think it's terrific. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I do appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's that and it's very unique. You're absolutely right because there's no one at the national level that does what I do. So I appreciate you pointing that out. Thank you. Yeah, so that was great. So thanks, Peter, for generously sharing your time on Senior Straight Talk. I mean, this has just been fantastic. It was invaluable. I'm sure the listeners will find it that way as well. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. Uh, This is Phyllis Amon signing off. And please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.